Welcome to the Healing Journeys Today podcast. Today we've got an amazing message of hope and healing just for you. God's Word never returns to Him void, so let this message sink deep into your heart so that you can walk out your complete healing journey today. Hello, everybody. Happy New Week. Welcome to Healing Journeys Today. My name is Nikki Weller, and I'm happy to be here. So this week, I I was talking to the Lord, and He said, I want you to come and study out rainbows in the Bible, which kind of understand I love rainbows. I have rainbows all over my house. The playroom has watercolor framed pictures of rainbows. Uh, I just, my watch band is rainbows. I mean, like love rainbows because they remind me of promises. They remind me of uh, God's promises and of hope. And so I start studying out in the Bible and it's not just the story of Noah and God making a covenant with man that would never flood the earth again. It, there's, it's all the way from like Genesis, uh, Genesis to Revelation. There are rainbows throughout the whole Bible. And in Revelation, it talks about um, God being wrapped around with rainbows and just, it was beautiful. And I was like, what does this mean? I've never <laughs> seen so much of this in my life. Um, and according to the word of God, it also symbolizes a covenant. And covenants are a little bit different than just a promise. Um, a covenant is this, it's, uh, in the Greek, it, it means, uh, a coming together. It's, uh, it's a, essentially a relationship, but it's a relationship that has been formalized or brought under sanctions. Um, it's thinking of a, a relationship going from dating to married. That's the difference between a promise. God's promises are guaranteed, but you know what I'm saying? Promising and a covenant. And so I'm like, well, let's talk about what covenant really means. Because as I study out rainbows in the Bible, I saw that God made a covenant with us as his people of healing, a covenant of healing. And I was like, well, let's talk about this. Um, if a relationship is formalized and it's brought under sanctions, what does sanctions mean? Because that just sounds like I'm trying to use big words or something. Um, it sanctions implies making a legal contract or agreement. It imposes approvals, rules, guidelines, penalties on conduct, which that sounds heavy and not fun in a relationship. But there are stipulations. There is agreed upon actions. There is agreed upon expectations in the relationship when it is formalized into a covenant. This is really important to understand. Gracious, it's heavy. But listen, God in making a covenant with us, he formalized the relationship. He put a ring on it, if you will. And he is king and creator. He welcomed us into a relationship with him, a binding relationship. Um, a covenant is seen throughout the Bible. And some of these covenants build on each other like Legos. And some covenants fulfill old covenants. So God made a contract to do our contract, a covenant to do this. And then he brings along another covenant and he fulfills that so that he can do a new thing. And this happened in the Bible concerning healing. Exodus 15, 22 through 27. Let's find it. Oh, I marked it. I'm nice to me. 15, 22 through 27. Um, so this was right out after um, God had delivered the Israelites from the Pharaoh and parted the Red Sea and got them out of there. Okay. And now they're in the desert, but <laughs> they're no longer uh, in Egypt and they're safe. Okay. 
it says this, then Moses led the people of Israel away from the Red Sea and they moved out into the desert of Sir. They traveled in this desert for three days without finding it. And when they came to the oasis of Mara, the water was too bitter to drink. So they called the place Mara, which means bitter. Then this, the people complained and turned against Moses. What are you going, what are we going to drink? They demanded. So Moses cried out to the Lord for help. And the Lord showed him a piece of wood. Moses threw it into the water and this made the water good to drink. Um, it was there at Mara that the Lord set before them the following decrees and as a standard to test their faithfulness to him. He said, if you will listen carefully to the voice of the Lord, your God, and do what is right in his sight, obeying his commands and keeping all the decrees, then I will not make you suffer any of these diseases I sent on the Egyptians, for I am the Lord who heals you. That's a covenant that he made with those people. I'm getting there. It's not as heavy as it seems. Yes, it's binding. It's a binding agreement with God of all creation, with his people. But there's some fulfillment coming that you will bless you very much. So this is what it said. The conditions of this covenant relationship were this. Listen carefully to God's voice. Do what is right in God's eyes and obey his commandments and decrees. He was testing their faithfulness to him. What is really important to remember about all this is that this is from the old covenant, the old way of doing things, the before, the BC version, the before Jesus version, okay? It was called the old covenant or the law. This was the law. And though the law was sent to try to help preserve the people who were, um, once we left the garden, uh, we were cycling in sin and it was literally tearing apart our DNA. It was corroding creation as it was and to try to slow down that corrosion until Jesus could become could come he sent the law but more importantly he sent the law to prove to us that we could never be good enough we could never keep the standards that we needed to we needed a savior and so though God wanted everyone to to obey all these things so that he could fulfill his covenant with them he knew he was still going to need to send Jesus he knew it it's okay. He knew it. Um, Isaiah 53, 1 through 12. I think I marked that too. I did. Look at this bookmark. How cool is that? Amazon, y'all. It's a wonderland. Okay. 50, what? No, 53, 1 through 12. <laughs> it's basic. It's Isaiah 53. Isaiah was a prophet. And before Jesus even came, this is what he said of him. He said, who has believed our message? To whom has the Lord revealed his powerful arm? My servant grew in the Lord's presence like a tender green shoot, like a root in dry ground. There was nothing beautiful or majestic about his appearance, nothing to attract us to him. He was despised and rejected, a man of sorrows, acquainted with the deepest grief. We turned our backs on him and looked the other way. He was despised and we didn't care. Yet it was our weakness he carried. It was our sorrows that weighed him down. And we thought his troubles were a punishment from him, from God, a punishment for his own sins. But he was pierced for our rebellion, crushed for our sins. He was beaten so that we could be whole. By his stripes, we were healed. All of us, like sheep, have strayed away. We've left God's path to follow our own. 
Yet the Lord laid on him the sins of us all. He was oppressed and treated harshly, yet he never said a word. He was led like a lamb to the slaughter, and as a sheep is silent before the shearers, he did not open his mouth. Unjustly condemned, he was led away. No one carried that he died without descendants, that his life was cut short in midstream, but he was struck down for the rebellion of my people. He had done no wrong. He had never deceived anyone, but he was buried like a criminal. He was put in a rich man's grave, but it was the Lord's good plan to crush him and cause him grief. Yet when his life is made an offering for sin, he will have my descendants. He will enjoy a long life and the Lord's good plan will prosper in his hands. When he sees all that is accomplished by his anguish, he will be satisfied. And because of his experience, my righteousness, my righteous servant will make it possible for many to be counted righteous. For he will bear all their sins. I will give him the honors of a victorious soldier because he exposed himself to death. He was counted among the rebels. He bore the sins of many and he interceded for the rebels. That is all of us. What this is saying is that Jesus came and he fulfilled the covenant of healing on our part for the Lord. He listened carefully to the voice of God. He did what was right in God's eyes every time. And he obeyed his commandments and his decrees where we have fallen short or turned away or just not known. So we did stupid things. Jesus never did. He was made a payment for us so that the covenant of healing could still be kept with us. And I am so thankful we have more than a promise. We have a covenant of healing that was fulfilled in Jesus, who is our Savior and who has handed us healing on a platter because of his choices. I am thankful for Jesus. Aren't y'all thankful for Jesus today? I am. I'm so thankful. Jesus was offered for our sin and the perfect one who made up for all of our shortcomings. Jesus finally and completely fulfilled the covenant so that we can claim the gifts of fulfillment. The fulfilled gifts are healing, life and life more abundantly. Um, Isaiah 53, 5, let's go back and it says, but he was pierced for our rebellion. He was crushed for our sins and by his stripes, we were healed. Past tense, done deal. He's already done it. Whoa, this is upside down. My daughter handed me my papers. Okay. <laughs> um, as we receive Jesus and we come into covenant relationship with Jesus, the covenant of healing is fulfilled in our own lives. It's part of our relationship with Jesus. Um, it's laid in our account with the Lord. We have free access to healing at any time. We don't have to wait for a design day, a designated time, the perfect time when the perfect people are all looking and God's going to be glorified. That's messed up. No, he doesn't want you to have an itchy tag in your shirt. He doesn't want you to sleep wrong with a kink in your neck. He certainly doesn't want you dying of cancer or living ashamed with an STD or living heartbroken or far from God because of the sins of your father or your own sins. No, today is the day of salvation. Jesus has fulfilled the covenant of healing with the father. It is all for game to you. It is all available to you. That is the good news. That is the new covenant, old covenant, 
new covenant. Jesus fulfilled the old covenant. Now we're in the new covenant. Old Testament, New Testament. Get it? It's all related, um, which is pretty awesome. First uh, Peter 2.24 says this. He personally carried our sins in his body on the cross so that we can be dead to sin and live for what is right. By his wounds, you are healed. So story time. A lot of you will know this story, but how can I talk about this without talking about when Jesus came to me? Um, in my life, many times Jesus has come to me and what some would say was an open vision where my eyes are open and I can just see him or I just see him in my heart picture and I see him there. And this started when I was sick uh, 20 years ago. I had fibromyalgia, myofascial pain syndrome, and extreme environmental illness. And um, I was dying. And at that point, we were going five days a week to the best environmental illness clinic in the nation. And I was getting allergy tested and ALF treatments. That's serum made from your own immune cells to try to reboot my immune system. I was taking up to 15 shots a day of antihistamine, trying to not react to the world around me. And at that point, my, uh, my, my feet had started to turn in, withered. My hands had started to atrophy. I could no longer walk. And um, it, it, I was dying. And... I was on a table having tremors. Tremors happen to your body when your body starts to die. And I was having extreme tremors that kind of look like a seizure. And I remember telling God, this is the worst moment of my life. I don't want to be here. I hate this. I hate this. And just at that time, I saw I was on a metal table because I uh, couldn't be on normal mattresses because I reacted to them. And there was just cotton blankets and me and my mom there trying to get me to not fly off the table. And I saw somebody walk past the table and I saw the linen from their garment kind of pass around me and walk around here. And here was Jesus. And he was standing there and one cheekbone is still higher than the other. And there's some really deep scarring around his face because they didn't just whip his back. And uh, you could tell that his hairline was a little messed up because of the thorns that went so deeply into his skull. And he leaned down right in my face and he, he said, let me show you, it, it's done, it's done. And I was like, what's done? And um, he turned around and he lifted up his tunic and he showed me his back, the, the two inch deep, deep gashes in his back where he had been beaten with that cat of nine's tails again and again and again. And he showed me his hands and you can still see where they dug that nail spite through his hand and hung him on the cross suspended between heaven and earth he showed me his feet and his sandals and i could see where they had crossed his feet and they had dug nails right through his feet to hang him there and all he kept saying was it's done it's okay it's done i didn't quite understand totally what he was saying at the time excuse me i now have maybelline mascara burning my eye okay we're fine <laughs> Sorry, there's no way not to cry. Um, and peace came and I stopped shaking. I didn't receive my healing that day, but he was building these layers of understanding, of understanding that he had completed, fulfilled that covenant with the Father. It's done, it's done. What he was saying is, here's the receipt, Nick. I already paid for it. I already did it. It's a done deal. 
I'm so thankful. I'm so thankful. He did that because he loved us, not because he wanted to. The night before in the Garden of Gethsemane, he, he prayed, Look, Father, take this cup from me. He was so stressed out and overwhelmed at what he knew was coming that he sweated blood, guys. Why? Because he was fully God and fully man at the same time. And he kept saying, Lord, I don't want to do this. I know I was sent my whole life. You told me and, and prepared me and prophesied through me and through others that this is what I was going to do. But it scares the junk out of me and I don't want to do it. And the Lord still asked him to do it. And because of the joy set before him, which was us, he said yes. And he walked willingly knowing they were coming to take him away and knowing that he was about to suffer absolute torture. And then the worst part of all was he was going to have the sins of the world on him, on him, and be swallowed up by death. But he also knew the goodness of his father that had given him the authority to walk in victory. He was killed unjustly. It was against the law in that day to kill someone who was not uh, guilty of murder. He, he, he had done it. And so God had every right to go and raise him from the dead. And he knew God was going to do that. And we were worth the price. He's so good. He fulfilled it. He paid it all, no matter how high the price was. He paid for you for every headache, every hangnail, every broken heart, every word of death spoken over you, every um, thing that made you feel lower or less than a human than you are or less than a victor than you are. He paid for that. He paid for every looping sin that you've done over and over again, knowing better. He still paid enough for that. He's that good. Our Jesus is that good. And I'm so thankful. Let's have some water, y'all. Does I sound like a teenage boy? Okay, I'm back. No digs at the teenage boys. I love you very much. Okay. <clears throat> Where was I? <sighs> kind of heavy. Okay. <clears throat> Not kind of, extremely. Matthew 8, 14 through 17 says this. When Jesus arrived at Peter's house, Peter's mother-in-law was sick in bed with a high fever. But when Jesus touched her hand, the fever left her. Then she got up and prepared a meal for him. That evening, many demon-possessed people were brought to Jesus. <laughs> He cast out the evil spirits with a simple command and he healed all the sick because Jesus didn't do anything. He didn't see the father doing. He knew that it was the heart of the father to heal them back to the scriptures. This fulfilled the word of the Lord through the prophet Isaiah, who said he took our sicknesses and he removed our diseases. Them that were there that could touch him then. And then he went to the cross, taking on the sins of the whole world who was there and who was still to come, us. He knew that generation after generation was still going to come. And he fulfilled. We were we were the picture in his wallet. We were the face before his eyes. He knew you were coming. He knew he needed to make a way and a place and a fulfilled covenant for you. That's how good our God is. That's how good our God is. Through Jesus, you've met every requirement. There is nothing more you need to do then accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior and to get a full revelation of the Father's love for you that has made this completely available to you.
You might have known Jesus since you were two years old or four years old. I was four. You might just now be getting to know him in your decades into your life. But it doesn't matter. He loves you so much because you've chosen him. Fall deeper in love with him by learning of him in his word. So that this truth of this fulfilled covenant, because the enemy will come and he will say, but, 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 you know, the carnal rule in um, dialogue and speaking and, and um, dissecting what people are saying when what they're saying is not what actually they're saying. They say if, if someone's speaking and they go, and this and this and this, but, and then they go on, everything they said before the but, you can just throw out the window because what they say after the but is what they truly believe. I want you to know that by his stripes, you were healed. It is done. The covenant has been fulfilled. There is nothing more you need to do except accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior and get a personal revelation that healing is yours and was done on the cross. There's no but after this. The enemy will come as the giant but that he is, and he will say, but, but you need to learn more. But you already know all this. You said all the right things. You've done all the right things and it still hasn't happened. So God must whatever. So Jesus didn't do enough. So you haven't done enough. So your partner hasn't done enough. So the people that you're forced to live with, they, they're the ones hindering it. No, Jesus fulfilled the covenant from start to finish. There's nothing to be added to the payment that he paid for your healing. He's already done it. It's a done deal. Now you get to learn in layer upon layer of revelation how to, it's not walk in this covenant, it's actually rest in this covenant that's done. The enemy is trying to get you to have to do more or learn more or see more or what or undo things or whatever. And meanwhile, the Lord's like, hey, come sit by me. Sit from here. The, the view is good. The view says, you're mine and I love you. The view is Jesus paid it all. The view is, it's done. So uh, I, my prayer is that you receive a personal revelation that the covenant has been fulfilled and that you get to enjoy the spoils and the, the fulfilled promises and the life everlasting. And that when the enemy comes with all his butts, you're settled in your heart that it's a done deal. And now you wait with expectation to see it. And you speak out in your authority, commanding it to be because you're a son and daughter of the Most High. You're as beautiful to him as Jesus is. Imagine that. You are. And Jesus did pay the price. He is standing in front of you through my words and through the written word of God. And he is showing you his hands. And he is showing you his feet. And he is showing you his back. And he's showing you his face, his beautiful Arab face with sparkly, kind eyes. There was nothing beautiful about him to make him precious to us, the word of God says. No, but his life of love that he laid down for us made him the most beautiful person I have ever seen in my whole life. I can't wait for you guys to get to meet him face to face here on earth or when we all get home and we get to all see him. He's beautiful. He's beautiful. So, um, I want to pray for you guys. Uh, um, Princess Warrior says forgiveness and repentance is huge for healing also. Although he did all 
we do have to cooperate with him. And it does take some cooperation and dying to self. That, yeah, but that can so sound like this um, checklist that we have to fulfill. Instead, it's really learning about Jesus, falling in love with him, becoming one with us. And then if we've messed up, our hearts are tender and God says, hey, that's not really my best. And we go, oh, I'm sorry, dad. We repent and we turn around. Or if we need to speak something in our authority, we'll be so close to his heart that we'll go, oh, and we'll speak it out. Or if we've suddenly gotten into works and we need to sit back down and just watch with expectation instead of trying to figure out what the next thing is we have to do. It just comes. The only thing that we need to keep in our mind is that we stay close to his heart and learning about him. And then anything that we need to cooperate or cooperate with will come organically through our relationship with him. That's our only focus. That's it. That's it. Sandra says, prayer request that I'm cancer free and that I can be a mom and a wife at full blast. Amen, Sandra. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. Let's pray. What Jesus did was enough, and we're going to speak it over everyone now corporately. Lord, I thank you. You know every need. You know every pain. You know every heartache. You know every question. And I thank you that you're getting the answers to people's hearts one way or the other individually in their lives now. You're confirming things that were planted there long ago. I speak to cancer now in the name of Jesus. You shrivel up and die. I thank you for reports of tumors disappearing and pains leaving and things being um, unequal and unbalanced in people's bodies evening out and leveling out now in the name of Jesus. I thank you for insomnia being broken off in the name of Jesus as their heart is settled that you are their provider and you are their protector. I thank you for minds, uh, for the chemistry in people's brains being restored back to even. Uh, no high highs and low lows, but thank you for even and proper and reasonable responses to the world around them. I thank you, Lord, for teeth being healed now in the name of Jesus. Um, this is beyond just a cavity. You have deep um, breaking down of teeth. We speak to those roots of those teeth. You are healthy and whole and strong in the name of Jesus. All receding gums now, we speak to you now in the name of Jesus. That is no longer your mom might have had receding gums. Your grandma might have had receding gums, but that is no longer who you are. You are now a part of God's family. And it is you are the lineage of the king who has perfect health. I thank you for perfect oral health now in Jesus' name. Answers. I hear the word answers. Um, okay, for those of you who are about to buck me on this, this is for you. God is inviting you to go find him in the word today. And you're not going to want to. And it's not going to be convenient and it's not going to be fun and you're going to be tired and it's going to be hard. And then you're going to go and you're going to beg and you're going to meet the one who refreshes your soul. You're going to meet the one who fulfilled the covenant of healing on your behalf. And those questions are going to start falling away. And then you're going to have new questions that you didn't even know to ask that are going to show you more beauty than you ever expected that are going to tell you things about yourself that you didn't think were possible on this side of heaven. So go talk to him. Open your word. Start worshiping him. Ask him to show you himself, literally and figuratively. 
show me. Go spend time with him. And as you do that spending time in relationship, all the things that cooperate with him are going to happen so organically and so genuinely. And then they're going to produce fruit. Also, when we spend time with the Lord, it keeps our hearts soft towards him so that those weeds of small little lies or um, the torment and the resentment that long-term chronic pain brings, they grow like weeds in our heart and make our heart hard because we're used to being in fight or flight mode. And God, <coughs> we turn to him, we learn of him, we stay close to him, our heart gets tender and life starts growing there and fruit starts developing there. But the only way to do that is to stay with him, to be close to his heart, to learn of him. And then life grows in our hearts. Lord, thank you for tangible seeing results in skin that is healing up. Ah, okay, this is what happened this morning, guys. I got some new shampoo and conditioner and um, I got in the shower and I started using it. And I started like getting this like weird itch around here and here. And the Lord said, <laughs> don't receive it. This is good shampoo. And I was like, okay. And I started talking out loud to my body in the shower. In the name of Jesus, no itching, no inflammation, no uh, reaction. It was so weird. Um, no reaction. Lord, I thank you that my body responds properly to all things. And thank you, Lord, that you gave me wisdom as to what to put on my body. And I expected it. And then it went away. And then I put on more chemicals because makeup. But I, I just say that to say God wants to, as you speak out, believe in your heart and say with your mouth, be removed and cast into the sea or itching stop in the name of Jesus. You're going to see tangible results in your sketching, it's sketching, itching skin and in your the dryness and in digestive issues. It's coming, bud. Yeah. You know, um, for those of you who have been dealing with infertility or had words of infertility spoken over you, my husband and I did as well. And uh, now we have a nine and a seven year old and God is faithful to his word. And just like anything else, the, as I learned to trust God with the pieces of things that I thought I would have control over or would naturally just happen, um, I the only way I stayed in hope was to remember the one that promised me children in the first place and to ask him to show me my kids in the future, to show me who they would be, to show me of his promises so that I didn't try in my own way to fulfill. For years, I tried to fulfill that covenant agreement with God that he had promised us children. I, I could time things and I could do things and I could fix things and I could take things and I could make it happen. And instead he was asking me to agree that he was going to send us children and to see it and picture it and expect it. And um, the more I rested in that and my husband and I just loved each other well and expected it, our kids came. And uh, God will do the same for you because he's the giver of life. He is. So I'm going to go through and read all this, but thank you for your time, and I'll see you all next week. We hope you got some great nuggets of wisdom out of that teaching. Thank you for listening to the Healing Journeys Today podcast. And don't forget, you can find us live on Facebook and YouTube seven days a week. If you would like to donate, please go to www.healingjourneystoday.com. Isaiah 53.5 says... And by His stripes, we are healed. God bless you.